morning and welcome to Trinity Lutheran Church in Christat, Missouri. I am Scott George, your announcer for this Christmas Day and Merry Christmas. We're so happy you joined us for worship this morning. We're a community of believers in Jesus Christ who seek to love God with all our heart, with all our souls, and with all our minds. We now join the service in progress. It's, it's Christmas. He's excited. I am. I may just start spontaneously breaking out in song. You never know. <laughs> Ready? Okay. Well, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. What a wonderful day and an opportunity to say that here this morning. Why don't we stand and greet, e- and greet each other with that greeting this morning. Merry Christmas. service today, uh, Pastor Jake Sletton will be bringing the message. Mrs. Susan Seniger is the organist, and the acolytes, excuse me, are Peyton Manning and Sadie Brown. And Merry Christmas to you. finding your seats this morning, Merry Christmas, uh, as you're finding your seats this morning, just a couple of, of announcements. Um, first of all, I want to recognize two uh, people who have worked extraordinarily hard uh, for our church services for this last weekend and this last week. Uh, for June Fritz, is she here? I don't know. Well, the next time that you, that, that, that you see June, please tell her thank you. She put together four different bulletins within the span of about a week, and that's a lot. And she also had to put up with me and my perfectionism in trying to get it exactly right, um, even though we did miss a few things, but that's okay. Um, so please thank her when you see her. And the other person that I want to thank is our organist, Susan. Um, one more, right? Yes. Uh, it's, uh, you probably went to bed at night hearing all of these songs that we're singing and that you're going to be playing because uh, she had a lot of music that she had to get ready uh, as well. And so we're very, very thankful for that. Um, uh, and also, I don't know if our, is our principal here, Amanda? I thought I may have, put, where is Amanda? There, there's Amanda. Um, just so much work and getting the kids ready for last night, um, helping me get the candles ready for last night and the bulletin for that. So, Amanda, thank you for everything that, that you've done and that you do. Thank you very much. Uh, and also, thank you to all of you. Um, uh, I was talking to one of the youth, and uh, she was saying, yeah, I, I, I told all of my friends that I was going to church again. And they said, well, why? And she said, because it's Christmas. So it's just a great testimony to the foundation that, that she has and the foundation that all 
of our youth have and that um, you folks as their church family have been able to give them. Uh, we are going to be finishing up with our uh, Advent sermon series on the, on the Gospel of John, written by Dr. Reed Lessing from the seminary. And, um, uh, and then we will be obviously concluded with that. Keep in mind that today starts the 12 days of Christmas. So Christmas, kind of similar to Easter, is such an awesome holiday and, uh, and really just an incredible thing to celebrate that we take several days to do that. And so uh, that's what will happen in, the, in these next 12 days here. Uh, why don't we begin our worship this morning with a word of prayer? Heavenly Father, we give you thanks and praise for this beautiful morning. Uh, Lord, that it is Christmas morning. And how special and how meaningful that that is for us. And that you have purposefully made for us. We thank you, Lord, for sending Jesus over 2,000 years ago to be born among us, to be God with us, to be born to us and for us. Lord, now that, now that we are here, and we are here to worship, and most importantly, to be served by you through your word, give us a zeal this morning, Lord, for your house of worship. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. We begin with our invocation and call to worship on the inside cover of your bulletin. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, love of God the Father, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word was, I'm sorry, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made, that was the beginning. In him was life, and that life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, but the darkness has not overcome. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. We have seen His glory, the glory of the one and only, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. The law was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. Please rise as we sing our opening hymn, O Come All Ye Faithful, number 
we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. Let us then confess our sins unto God our Father. Most merciful God, we confess that we are by nature sinful and unclean. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We justly deserve your present and eternal punishment. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us. Forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways. To the glory of your holy name. Almighty God, in his mercy, has given his Son to die for you. For his sake, he forgives you all of your sins. So then, in the stead and by the command of our Lord Jesus Christ, I therefore forgive you all of your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Lord be with you. Let us pray. O God, you make this most holy night to shine with the brightness of the true light. Grant that as we have known the mysteries of that light on earth, we may also come to the fullness of his joys in heaven. Through the same Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Please be seated. The Old Testament lesson for this Christmas morning is taken from Isaiah chapter 40. Comfort, comfort my people, says your God. 
Speak tenderly to Jerusalem. Proclaim to her that her hard service has been completed, that her sin has been paid for, that she has received from the Lord's hand double for all of her sins. A voice of one calling, In the desert prepare the way for the Lord. Make straight in the wilderness a highway for our God. Every valley shall be raised up, every mountain and hill made low. The rough ground shall become level, the rugged places a plain. And the glory of the Lord will be revealed, and all mankind together will see it. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. This is the word of our Lord. The adult choir will now sing, Raise the Christmas Hallelujah. The director is Carol McIntyre. Thank you. 
Thank you very, very much, Cora. That was a very lovely piece. Thank you. The epistle lesson for this morning is taken from Paul's second letter to the Corinthians, chapter 4. He writes, It is written, I believed, therefore I have spoken. With that same spirit of faith we also believe and therefore speak, because we know that the one who raised the Lord Jesus from the dead will also raise us with Jesus and present us with you in his presence. All this is for your benefit, so that the grace that is reaching more and more people may cause thanksgiving to overflow to the glory of God. Therefore, we do not lose heart. Though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So, we fix our eyes, not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. This is the word of our Lord. We sing our next hymn, From Heaven Above to Earth I Come, verses 1, 3, 12, and 15. The gospel for us this morning comes to us from St. John chapter 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through Him all things were made. Without Him nothing was made that has been made. 
In him was life, and that life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, but the darkness has not understood it. There came a man who was sent from God. His name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning that light, so that through him all men might believe. He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. The true light that gives light to every man was coming into the world. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who received him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision, or a husband's will, but born of God. The Word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. John testifies concerning him. He cries out, saying, This was he of whom I said, He who comes after me has surpassed me, because he was before me. From the fullness of his grace we have all received one blessing after another. For the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God, but God, the one and only, who is at the Father's side, has made him known. This is the gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. We continue with the Christmas creed that we will recite together. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, who sent his Son as my Savior on Christmas. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, announced by the angels, worshipped by the shepherds, and adorned by the wise men, who lived to suffer, die, and rise again to free me from sin, death, and the power of the devil. I believe in the Holy Spirit, who has brought me to faith in the Christ of Christmas, and by whose work in my heart I am led to lay before the feet of Christ the treasures of my love, and live under him as my king, both now and forevermore. Amen. Please be seated. Three six six, M three six six.
Will you all pray with me, please? Dear Lord, may the meditations of our hearts and the words of my mouth be pleasing in your sight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Grace, mercy, and peace be yours this morning from God our Father and through the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text is from John chapter 1, verse 14. We have seen His glory. These five words will change our life. These five words will change our lives forever. We have seen His glory. For 51 years, Bob Edens was blind. He couldn't see a darn thing. His world was a black hole. But Bob Edens graduated from Furman University. He got married. He had a daughter. He even coached Little League Baseball. But through it all, though, Bob Edens was blind. He felt his way through five decades of darkness. And then he could see. Bob Edens could see. A surgeon repaired a detached retina and performed a corneal transplant. For the first time in his life, Bob Edens could actually see. And he found it overwhelming. He said, I never would have dreamed that yellow was so yellow. I can see the shape of the moon. And I like nothing better than seeing a jet flying across the sky, leaving a vapor trail. And of course, sunrises and sunsets. Those are my favorite colors, orange and red. And let's be honest, we all suffer from some kind of blindness. But isn't it amazing? Just because we witness a rainbow a thousand times doesn't mean that we've seen its beauty. We can plant a a garden and fail to see the splendor of its flowers. And we can attend church, sing Christmas carols, feel faithful and festive, hold our candles and still never see Him. Him? That would be Jesus. Today, God invites us to see, to really see Jesus. We know that John saw it. He writes, we have seen His glory. John doesn't say he glanced and we glimpsed. No. He doesn't say that we previewed or that we peeked. He doesn't stand at the back of the room or listen to someone describe Jesus. No. John pulls out his bifocals and his binoculars. John focuses and fixes his eyes. John sees Jesus. And that's what John wants for us here this morning. To see Jesus. One of the themes in his gospel is, in fact, seeing Jesus. In John chapter 1, verse 29, it says, See the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. In John chapter 1, verse 46, Philip invites Nathanael to Jesus with these words Come and see. The Samaritan woman says in John chapter 4, verse 29, come, see a man who told me everything that I ever did. 
On Palm Sunday, John 12, verse 15 says, See, your king comes to you. On that same day, some Greeks come to Philip and say, Sir, we wish to see Jesus. On Easter morning in John chapter 20, verse 18, Mary is beside herself when she says, I have seen the Lord. The blind man in John chapter 24, in John chapter 9, verse 24, says it the best. I was blind, but now I see. Jesus, the same prophet from Galilee who spoke with such thunderous authority and who loved with such childlike humility, Jesus, the one who claimed to be older than time and greater than death, Jesus, the Alpha and the Omega, the Prince of Peace, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, the Lion of the tribe of Judah, Jesus. All the splendor of God revealed in a human body. The doors to the throne room were opened and God came near. Jesus. We have seen His glory. And what does that mean, that His glory? Just what exactly is His glory? Well, it's probably not what you think it is. You see, when we hear this word glory, we most oftentimes think of beauty and power and majesty and might. We might think of Jesus walking on the water, Jesus feeding the 5,000, Jesus raising Lazarus, Jesus healing the sick, cleansing the lepers, and making crippled people whole. Christ's glory must mean that he was always walking just an inch above the ground, right? Christ's glory must mean that he was always showing and giving a glowing and heavenly light, right? Wrong. As a matter of fact, dead wrong. In John's gospel, Christ's supreme and ultimate authority is his suffering and death. On Palm Sunday, with his face set like flint towards the cross, Jesus says, The hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. In the upper room, right after Judas Iscariot leaves to betray him for 30 pieces of silver, Jesus says in John chapter 13, Now is the Son of Man glorified. Just before his arrest in the garden, Jesus says in John chapter 17, verse 1, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your Son. And so do we get it? Do we get that Christ's glory in John's gospel is his bitter suffering and God-forsaken death? There was a whip of leather strips with lead balls on each end, beating his back beyond recognition. There's a crown of thorns leaving deep gashes in his head, caking his hair with blood. There were clenched fists deforming his face. And there were nails disfiguring his body as he twists and turns, writhing in pain. Rome famously called this the utterly vile death 
of the cross. Words collapse before the sheer atrocity of it all. Someone once wrote this, He who hung the earth in its place hangs there. He who fixed the heavens is fixed there upon a tree. The Master has been insulted. God has been killed. Being honest and moral doesn't help to see Him. Being religious and devout doesn't help to see Him. And also, trying harder and being more sincere doesn't help to see Him either. It's only when I understand that the cradle points to the cross that I see Jesus. It's only when you and I understand that the cradle points to His death on the cross for me and for you do we see Jesus. That's because Christ's greatest glory is to love us, forgive us, and come to us right where we are, just here, just now. He is the Jesus of a dying marriage, the Jesus of the divorced and the desperate. He is the Jesus of the bitterly broken, the same Jesus of the soiled and the shamed. He is the Jesus of those who are sickened by what they see going on in their lives. And so, do you see him? Do you see Jesus? It wasn't enough for the shepherds to see angels. You would think that the angels would have been enough. That the night sky filled with light. Stillness erupting in song and angels, real angels, a myriad of angels, angels and archangels. But that wasn't enough. The shepherds wanted to see. They wanted to see Jesus. It was not enough for the wise men to see the star. Not that the star wasn't spectacular, not that it wasn't brilliant. But the star wasn't enough. They saw the star over Bethlehem. But the wise men, they wanted to see Jesus. It was not enough for Simeon to see the temple. It's where priests sacrificed, kings reigned, and prophets preached. But the temple was not enough. Simeon wanted to see the Lord's Messiah. Simeon wanted to see Jesus. And so don't settle for the angels in the heavens. Do not settle for the stars in the sky or a temple in Jerusalem. And don't settle for a tree or a turkey or some toys and some tinsel. Instead, Seek the the Savior like the shepherds. Worship Him like the wise men. Hold Him tight like Simeon. The economy doesn't phase Him. Elections don't define Him. Diseases don't derail Him. 
Problems don't surprise him, and death will never, ever defeat him. Death will never defeat him. If you can't find the power to face your problems, it's time to face him. If you are simply overwhelmed with shame and sadness, it's time to take a look. If you need a Savior from sin, a friend who loves at all times, and a Redeemer who gives and renews, it's time to open your eyes this day and join the faithful in saying, in saying what? We have seen His glory. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. At this time, we will gather our tithes and offerings. The mission of Trinity Lutheran Church is the preaching, teaching, baptizing, and sharing the love of Christ in our church, our community, and our world. Jesus is the reason for the season. The school lunch program has a mitten tree in the foyer of the church. Donation items for the spring semester are listed on each mitten. We appreciate the help in serving our students healthy, kid-friendly meals. Something else here at year-end, as we approach year-end, we encourage any donations, tax-deductible, I might add, that are to be given to the general operating fund to help pay for the general operating cost of both the church and the school. Ladies are invited to the first LWML meeting of 2018 on January 4th at 1.30 in the Fellowship Hall. The opening devotion will be presented by the third and fourth graders. Jesus is the door, the good shepherd. Based on John 10, 1 through 18. Everyone is welcome. Come and share in learning and fellowship with the women of our church. during the worship service. Please rise for prayer. Merciful and mighty Father, we thank and praise you for your word that spoke creation into existence. 
Merciful and mighty Father, we thank and praise you that your word became flesh. To bear our sin and to be our Savior. Merciful and mighty Father, we thank and praise you that your word became flesh and dwelt. He came to us, lived with us. He came down, lowered himself, and he did it with great love. Merciful and mighty Father, we thank and praise you that your word became flesh and dwelt among us. Us. Not just the high and the mighty. Not just the kings and the queens. Not just the preferred, the pretty, the polished, and the perfect. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. Us. Hallelujah. And we pray together the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. John writes his gospel so that we may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing we may have life in his name. Go forth in his name, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, for in his name you have life, abundant life, joyful life, eternal life. Amen. Amen. The closing hymn is O Little Town of Bethlehem. M361, M361.
Once again, a very Merry Christmas to all. Uh, We are so glad that you were able to join us here this morning and throughout this Christmas season. Uh, If you are traveling, please be very safe. Uh, Watch out for all those crazy drivers, okay? Uh, And uh, let's celebrate now for 12 days this wonderful day. Merry, Merry Christmas. Thank you.